0: Good afternoon, it's Niall Boylan with you for the next hour or so. What a week, what a weekend it's been. Something that everybody has been saying for a long, long time, and wasn't it a surprise to hear Leo Varadkar in the doll the other day when he said the state's approach to accommodating refugees, asylum seekers, must change. Leo said there is a limit on the capacity to provide for asylum seekers and people fleeing war in the Ukraine, and added... But we're very much currently at that limit. Now, is that not exactly the same as saying Ireland is full? But it seems you're a racist or you're some sort of right-wing lunatic if you say Ireland is full. But if you say there's a capacity and we're at that capacity, which means exactly the same thing, well, then you're not a racist. You're a humanitarian, you're compassionate, and you're a lovely bloke altogether. Have a quick listen to what Leo said in the doll and then we'll decide
1: the situation is this uh, as a country in the past 2 years uh, we've welcomed nearly 100,000 people from ukraine uh, maybe 20,000 people in addition to that uh, seeking international protection from other parts of the world uh, in almost all cases we provide provided accommodation food heat light education healthcare and income or a job uh, and i'm very proud that as a country we've done that in the past 2 years Uh, notwithstanding the difficulties that it has caused and the enormous challenges and cost, I think when we look back on this period of history, being a small country that took in uh, 100,000 Ukrainians is something that we should be proud of uh, and will be proud of. Um, But uh, what what is becoming increasingly apparent to everyone, if it uh, hasn't been the case for a long time, is that while uh, there is no limit on the compassion of the Irish government and the Irish people, uh, there is a limit on our capacity. Uh, and we are very much at that at the moment, and we just don't know uh, whether we would be in a position to provide accommodation and all those additional supports for another 30 to 50,000 people uh, if that number arrived uh, over the course of the next year, and based on current numbers, uh, it wouldn't be far off that, and we just don't know if we are able to provide uh, that level uh, of accommodation. Um, as just said the other day, uh, there are now a lot of secondary movements. Uh, Ukrainians who have been living for months in other parts of Western Europe, relocating to Ireland. Uh, It's a long-standing issue with international protection. Uh, People who have been living safely uh, in other parts of Western Europe uh, for a period of time uh, then coming to Ireland uh, and claiming asylum. Uh, uh, And some of that is linked to the fact that we have a better offering in Ireland than would be the case um, in Northern Ireland or Britain or France or uh, other countries that are not too far from us, uh, and that 's why we have to review the situation uh, and we 're doing that at the moment, and um, the overall intention will be to bring um, the offering that we have uh, more in line with other, other, West, uh, other Western European countries uh, and that work is now underway there 's no government decision or agreement on it, but that work uh, is is very much underway at the moment.
0: God, oh, that's your big right-wing extremist, you. Yeah. Because that's more or less what he's saying, what everybody else said, for months. But he wasn't listening. And even the Red Sea Pole said it two months ago. But anybody who even used the Red Sea poll was ignored. And they were told there wasn't a humanitarian bone in your body. So why is he saying it now? Has the penny finally dropped? Have they suddenly become intelligent? I don't think so. Only a few months ago, as I said, anybody who suggested this was an extremist or a racist. Or the people who had people who had concerns who might have been out protesting. They were extremists and racists. Now, let's be clear about it. Some of them were racist. But very few of them. And the majority were just concerned citizens. We were also told stories of Ukrainians gaming the system and going home on holidays were untrue. And we were told there were anecdotal stories. And supports, uh, I suppose, for Ukrainian people would remain. It turns out now those stories were true and the government themselves have now admitted that. Not only have they admitted it, but they've now said that if you're a Ukrainian you can't be going home on holidays because you lose your accommodation. The article in the Daily Mail the other day even suggests that the government are saying Ukrainians can't go home for Christmas. Because realistically, why would you be going home to a country at war if you were in fear of your life when you're being offered accommodation supports here in Ireland? Then again, we have to obviously acknowledge the fact that the vast majority of the country, and it's the size of France, of Ukraine, is not at war, and is a reasonably safe part of the world to live in. So much so that you can still go on to booking.com and book a four or five star hotel in Kyiv, or many other parts of Ukraine that are not at war. If I remember back going back at far, and it's not a fair analogy, I suppose, because the war wouldn't certainly have been as big, but when the IRA were raining terror and the British were raining terror in Northern Ireland, and people were fleeing Northern Ireland, a lot of them came to the south, the same geographical part of the continent of the world, but they came to the south, and yes, the odd bomb went off in Dublin, the odd bomb went off in London, but those countries were relatively safe, and people didn't flee all over Europe, and yet we could say our lives were in danger. So we have to take these things into consideration. We were told that people de- were being deported if they had failed the asylum process. These are people <coughs> pardon me, who were seeking international protection. We now know that's untrue, and the government, of course, haven't actually deported anybody at all. Deportation orders were given to people, and nobody actually left. We were also told that checks for criminality were being done by fingerprint analysis on those seeking international protection, but again, this is not true. Because, unfortunately, those fingerprints will not show up anywhere unless they had come of interest in, within the European Union. Because the fingerprint analysis doesn't work outside of the European Union. I don't know whether that's for GDPR reasons or what it is. So it's kind of pointless exercise. We've let 100,000, roughly, Ukrainian people into Ireland. And also somewhere around between twenty and 25,000, if not more, those numbers rising by the day people seeking international protection. But realistically, did we actually let 100,000 Ukrainians into Ireland? Oh, well, many of those people who claim to be Ukrainian, not Ukrainian at all, simply claiming that they're fleeing Ukraine, or the Ukraine, with no passport. And then, of course, Michal Martin, last year, when he was on the BBC, admitted that we weren't even checking them. Have a look at the video.
2: Here have reportedly warned the Home Secretary not to water down security checks. You in Ireland have welcomed already something like two and a half thousand Ukrainians so far. Have you conducted security checks on them?
3: We've had about five yeah, and a half thousand yeah, in, 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 into Ireland um, at this stage. Uh, no, we're, 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 you know, we will have, we will monitor and so on. But no, our, our primary impulse is
0: to assist those fleeing war. <laughs> so <laughs> we're assisting those fleeing war. We don't know who they are. A lot of them don't even have passports. We assume they're Ukrainian because they tell us they're Ukrainian. This is about a year and a half ago, two years ago, when it all started first. When Mia Martin, of course, was Taoiseach at the time, we just assumed they're okay. Oh, you look sound. Go on ahead. But you could be a rapist. You could be a murderer. You could be anything. But you look grand. Go on ahead there. And then when we finally find out that somebody might be dangerous, we can't even get rid of them. We hand them a deportation order and say, on your way now. See you now. Off you go with that. We made an absolute hames of it. We were told we were making a hames of it, but nobody actually listened. We've become a soft touch. And then, of course, there was the other issue. Ukrainians fleeing Ukraine all over Europe thought they'd get a better deal in Ireland. So the country that they had settled in, which was safe, like France or Germany or Poland or whatever country it happened to be, or indeed the UK, weren't giving them enough money, weren't putting them up in a four or five star hotel, didn't give them a free medical card. Didn't give them a free postal service. Didn't give them a free um, SIM card with a month's worth of free credit on it. And didn't give them the supports that we would give them here in Ireland, which were probably double what they get financially anywhere else in Europe. So they left that country and came to Ireland. Because, of course, the grass is greener in Ireland. Hmm. Why are we surprised this is all going wrong? Why? It's like those who are called the right-wing extremists have predicted the future. It's almost like they're Nostradamus. Every single time that you get called a right-wing racist or a right-wing extremist, you can be absolutely sure you're on the right track, it seems in Ireland, because the government eventually will fall into line about a year later when they realise what a huge mistake they've made. We're now rolling back on everything. They're talking about reducing the money, taking away some of the supports. You won't get accommodation. You'll have to go on to the same system as everybody else in the housing list. If you're a Ukrainian, this is to deter Ukrainian people from coming to Ireland. Because Ireland is full. It's okay to say that, but Leo won't say that. What Leo is saying is we have a capacity and we're at that capacity, which is exactly the same thing. But then again, you're a racist if you say it the way I just said it, or you're right wing or something like that. But you're not, if you say it the way Leo said it, because that's a more compassionate way of using language. But it means the same thing. I want to get your calls today on this. And the question I'm really asking is, is it too late? I mean, the government now have realised the mistake they've made. They're pulling back. They're now going to do more checks and balances. Dublin Airport is going to get stricter when it comes to people seeking international protection. Ukrainians are on their own after 90 days, according to Rodrigo O'Gorman and his new plan. They won't be able to leave the country to go home on holidays or to get their teeth done or whatever it is they do in Ukraine. But is it too late? Has the horse already bolted? Is the damage already done? And the final thing, and I just thought I'd throw this in. I'm all in favour of best person getting a job. And I ignore people's skin colour. I genuinely do. I couldn't care if somebody was brown, black, yellow, white. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. As long as they're a good, decent person and they're safe to be in our country, I couldn't care less. But when we start bringing skin colour into things, then we're heading into dangerous territory. We've seen this in London already, where the mayor of London has suggested for certain jobs, white people need not apply. I never thought we'd see that in Ireland. But Leo Varadkar has something to say on that as
4: well.
1: Um, one thing I strongly agree with the deputy on is the need to target, set a target to have a, a number of people from ethnic minorities in areas of the public service. We have a health service that's very diverse, although less so as you go up towards the senior positions. Uh, not so much in the Guardi, not so much in the defence forces, not so much in the education sector, as the deputy mentioned. Not at all in the civil service, which is very white. Uh, including the Department of Equality, for example, uh, and that actually needs to change. Um, so we need to have, I think, a target for people who come from ethnic minority backgrounds, uh, but also uh, dedicated recruitment campaigns to encourage people, because we do need uh, a generation of young people growing up in Ireland who are people of colour to see black and brown school principals, judges, keen Corla, perhaps in the future. Um, who knows? Uh, visibility uh, and opportunity is really important.
0: What he's talking about is affirmative action, which failed miserably in the United States when they tried their best to do it. And it's still failing in parts of the universities where they're still doing it. That is whereby that you give priority to somebody based on the colour of their skin. That in itself is actually racist. Why would you give somebody a job just because they happen to be black or brown rather than white? That in itself is racist. That's not equality. And I do agree, by the way, that it's good to see diversity. But you can't force diversity, because if you do force diversity, well, then you're in trouble. Anyway, we want to take your calls. The question I'm asking is, Ireland is full. We've now established that. The government even agree with that statement, even though it was considered to be right-wing, going back a few months ago. Ireland is full, but is it too late? That's the question. You can text a WhatsApp on 85 122, 085 122 That's the number if you want to get involved today. And just text or WhatsApp the number, and we will try our best to get you on. Let's go to Kieran first. Kieran, hi, how are you? My how off the track. Good, Kieran. Okay, is it too late? We've established Ireland is full. I think we all agree with that now.
5: It is, yeah, definitely. But is it too late? Uh, I, I think so. I think it's. I think it's gone. I think it's nearly gone beyond late. got um, like my, my own situation, I'm. I'm from Kerry and I'm a student of in, in UL and just like there's no accommodation up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm lucky to have student accommodation. I'm one of, let's say from around here, there's a lot of people who are commuting every day and they're travelling on buses and it's getting taken two or three hours to get there. But like I'm looking around, especially over in Limerick and even student accommodation, especially the private parts of the student accommodation, a lot of them are full of people who aren't students. Mm-hmm. People are just trying to find somewhere to stay.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, and I, I hate it, but it doesn't, none of them are Irish. Yeah. It's all people coming in. And like I wouldn't be against people coming in over like massively, but it's it's unfortunate to see um people like few students who are trying to make their best, they're travelling two or three hours and and there's people in who are living in purposeful student accommodation close to the university.
0: And how much how much are they paying for student accommodation now? Well personally if I'm you, if you in, can get it, if you can get it that is.
5: If you can get it, if you can get it, I'm I'm in I'm in cheap accommodation. I'm in the best you can get really in limerick. I'm paying six thousand one hundred and that's if you pay all of funds. You can pay in installments, you can pay up to six days. Um then you and what's you that for? Is that, that just pay.
0: like a one bed kip?
5: That is a four four bedroom apartment, um, share kitchen and ensuite bathroom. Right. Oh well that's and not too bad. Okay. That's it. In all, in order, it's very good. It is very good, but it would be if you're to walk away from it'd be the first combination really from UL student wise.
0: Yeah, well, mind you, if he's getting six thousand off each person living there, well, that's not a bad that's not a bad few quid. I have to be honest with you. But the it's problem, the problem,
6: for has happened.
0: yeah, absolutely. So the problem is, it's not it's not the paying even that's bad enough, obviously. But it's the actually getting somewhere is the hard part.
5: Can't be got. Even the houses and all, like just, just houses in 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 Limerick, with eight people inside one house, and they're all paying seven or eight thousand euro each. Like, do the math there. It's mental yeah. like yeah, and. Um, but that, even that can't be got. Coaches can't be got. And, like, I'm looking around. I I I heard you mention about Ukrainians earlier on. I'm looking around Castletroy where UL is, like, in Limerick, and, you know, Ukrainian cars, I hate to say it, but some of the nicest cars on the road, like. Yeah. And to the think that they're getting all handed to them, like, is tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said to you, nobody, nobody wants to come across as not wanting to help people. But there's a limit to what we can do. And, you know, when we have an accommodation crisis already, when it comes to students, when it comes to people who are homeless, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, when you're adding another under 120,000 people who come into the country homeless, uh, realistically, the laws of supply and demand uh, come true. In other words, you know, you don't have anywhere for people to stay
5: anymore. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's unfortunate. And like, I hate, obviously, what's going on over Ukraine is tough, but I think that there doesn't need to be. Um it does need to be a bit of a limit. But saying that, look, I know, I know, I actually know of a couple of parents who are working good jobs and they're mm-hmm. really just trying to get through the week and the whole lot. But there's there is a cohort definitely who are well to do. Even a friend of mine went and bought a car there a couple, two or three months ago and he went into his compound of houses and they're. Yeah. cars and yeah. stuff is nice. And, yeah. you know, it's just it's it's unfortunate and like the likes of me know, like I come home every weekend here and I'm milking cows, and I'm driving tractors all day every day just to try and get through it like um, Okay.
0: Well look well I hope it gets better for you, Kieran. I hope you find somewhere it isn't thanks for that. Let me go to John as well. John, hi, how are you?
2: How you doing, N how you doing regular lunch?
0: John, you're not a superstar.
2: Yes you look like a hole
0: in the head, don't you? And, well, no, it's just you're not oh. a radio star. You're, you, know what I mean. You, you're just a caller.
2: I am a radio don't, don't, star. Don't, don't overemphasise you your importance. That. Okay. Uh, oh, I'm very important. Yeah, John. Extremely important. Don't John, you
0: know, John? Do you think uh, it's too late? I mean, we've we've established with agreement from the government now that Ireland is full and we're at capacity. If that's the words they want to use, um, is it too late? Have we? Is the damage done? The
2: damage has been done since the first refugee that, you know, came to this country.
4: Well, At the end, end of the day, it should have
2: now. been done a year. No, no, let me, let me quantify that for you simply. The fact of the matter is we have taken refugee after refugee well before the Ukraine crisis, well before this crisis. The fact of the matter is we should have had a cap on refugees about four years ago, end of. Now, the fact of the matter is it's not too late because we can send them all home. Period. Well, well and that's when why
0: you say think. four years ago, the war only started two. Forced. You say, so you said four years ago. The war only started two years ago.
2: Okay, well, then two years ago, right? So then two years ago, when the year started all this, you know, European crap about, you know, take this amount, take that, Ireland should have said no and send them all back then at that stage. Every single one Because the, the Irish people come forth, And you know what? I don't care if I'm racist on it because I don't care anymore about this government and about Leo. And Niall, can I just say one thing? Leo is being racist to Irish to, uh, to Irish white people. Today. Now that really concerns me very much. Well, when you
0: say he's being racist towards Irish white people, how do you how do you figure that one out?
2: Well, I mean, if he's pushing now for black people or whatever,
0: brown or uh, brown or black is or the or word. Is, yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, wherever. You, he wherever you If he's pushing for them to take top jobs, that's but, but that's not no, to, that's, women to
0: That's not exactly what he said. What he said is that we need more brown or black people in certain positions.
2: He's pushing women into top jobs as well. Now, what's happening here? You have the, are the average white man who is now being more or less told by Leo and this government that he's worthless.
0: That's then, not well. That's not what they said. See, what you're doing is you're taking things out of context, John. I don't agree with what he said, but I don't agree with taking it out of context either. And that's what you're doing right now. He never said no, anybody. He never said anybody was worthless.
2: No, I'm not. Because okay. at the end of the day, now let me get this. Let me get this right. At the end of the day, we have over the years been absolutely great in looking after or giving money to foreign aid and looking after uh, refugees from this, that, and the other. Now, at the end of the day, it has, to, it has to stop, and the Irish people have to come forth, and that's the bottom
0: line. OK, well, do me a favour, stay there for a second. James will be in a minute, and Adam, too. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up!
7: But not anymore.
0: Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. Don't forget, by the way, if you ever want to listen to the show and you don't have access to Facebook or you don't have access to Twitter, you can go to our website, www.nileboyland.com, and you can listen live on the website. You obviously can't see it, but you can listen live on the website, nileboyland.com. There is a live player there, which we now have up and working. Let me go to James. Say there, John, please, if you can. James, hi, hi. how are you? James. Afternoon, to Good afternoon to you, dude, James. Uh, James, you've been listening to what John is saying, mind you, I don't take a huge amount of credence in what John is saying, but but in saying that anyway, he said that we should have never let them in in the first place.
6: Yep. Serious. No, I actually agree with him. I agree with him. Um, look, Niall, on Saturday, um, I had another politician knock on the door. I shared a couple of weeks ago that a politician knocked on the door and I said it to him about the immigration issue. And he said, I, was for- I shared this in your show a few weeks ago, and uh, I was the first person to say it to him. So a different politician knocked on the door, and as he's standing there going through his spiel, I said, look, can I ask you an honest question? And will you give me an honest answer? I says, and he goes, I'll do my best. I says, OK. I says, has the immigration issue come up on the doors? And he paused for a second. And this guy would be a liberal a liberal left-leaning thing. And he said, to be honest with you, it has. It has been raised on a good by a good few people. He says, it's been raised in different ways. I said, but it has been raised. And I said to him, well... I said, one of the yeah, fellow people is running for the council knocked on my door about six weeks ago, and I, I said it to him, and he said, no, it hasn't been raised. So I said to him, I appreciate your honesty. It's a, what it is now, Niall, and they've realised now, that's now an election issue. And they realise that yeah. they have to address it. And this is why. What, what they're basically trying to do is, they're trying to take the people for fools. Everybody has been saying this to them for the last six months to a year. Whether you call us right-wing, racist, whatever. We've been saying this for the last six months, and they knew that. But the, the reason why they wouldn't do anything about it and still continue not to do anything about it is because there's no consequences to their actions. Most of the current government...
0: Well, when you, when you say no consequences, again, no consequences for them personally.
6: Yeah, exactly. Like, let's take the minister for integration, Roderick O'Gorman, okay? Two things will happen to Roderick O'Gorman in the, in the next election. He either, number one, won't run again which more than likely he won't, and he'll swan back into his previous job in UCD, or he will run again, lose his seat, and will then continue swan back into his job in UCD. With a nice pension. No consequence. With a nice pension. Most of the, the government parties, the government ministers that are responsible, Darrell O'Brien, exact same thing. He'll be gone the next election. He won't care. Nice pension. Your, your best buddy from Wicklow, who will not come onto the show, we won't even name him because he's not even worth naming He won't even run again. He'll swan off. The majority of the current government and ministers, the leader won't be returned or they won't run again. They don't care about the circumstances and the condition they leave the country in because they will swan off with their pensions and say to everybody, go and F yourselves. That's exactly what they'll do. I mean, Because they realize now the, uh, that the jig is
0: up. Yeah, but they, they do say that we have an obligation. And, and by the way, I do believe we have a moral obligation to help people every now and again. Look, so we did it with people. Hang on. Hang on. We don't mind. We, we did it with people from Vietnam going back in the 1970s. You know, we did it again with Syrians. Different time. Yeah, absolutely. We did it again with people in Czech- Czechoslovakia. Uh, we've done it over the years, many different we've occasions. We've done a
2: bit in period.
0: Yeah, okay. okay, and there was nothing wrong with, by the way, you know, people who were leaving Ukraine to come to Ireland, but but many people pointed out the flaws in the system, and for some obscure reason, the government tried, just decided to ignore them, and I have no idea why. But but, the, but now they're saying they recognise it. The
6: go- yeah, see, Niall, it's very very easy for the government to spend other people's money, and that's exactly what they're doing here. They've been spending other people's money, i.e. the taxpayer's money. All this money, now, all these billions that has been spent on these Ukrainians, we're going to have to pay all this back. It might be over the next two, five, ten years. This money isn't free. We're gonna, all this is all going to have to be paid back there, whatever they're getting it from, with interest. So people think, yeah, give them X amount, put them up here, put them up there. The very, very simple, easy way just to stop this, slow it down, stop it, is to do this. From the 4th of November, whenever that is two or three days' time, from now on your social welfare is one hundred euros. We will put you up for three to six months max. No medical care. But isn't no that but, yeah, but isn't that what they're saying? That,
0: that's what they're saying now.
6: But that's what they need to do. That's what yeah, they are, are saying, saying it now, it's nothing problem. Because it's an but election issue that now? now. They know it next year it's an election issue. We will have a general election yeah. in the middle middle of late of next year. They know that Well they're they're the,
0: desperately trying to push that general election to twenty twenty five, by the way, you do know that. N-
6: I, I know it is down that, but I can guarantee you one thing, Niall, So, what will happen is next year, Fianna Fáil, Fianna Gael, and the Greens will be wiped out in the European and local elections. They'll be all upheaval in them parties. And what they'll do then is they'll try then and salvage it by around September, October, by having a general election. Me, will go. Leo will piss off the Canada where his husband, dash partner, or whatever the fucking relationship is, he'll disappear. All these people will all be gone, now. They'll just leave, sit back then and hope to rebuild the party. They let the Shinners. In the left, in they will ruin the country even more. You know, people. You know, people come on. Think, you think
0: they'll come back then in five years' time as Ireland's saviours?
6: Well, uh, after the shinners have done their
0: damage. The
6: UK, well, look at look at what happened. Nile in two thousand nine, two thousand eleven, and again, pardon me, language. But Fianna Fail fucked up this economy. They fucked this country for years. They disappeared for five or six years, and now they're back. Now they're back in power. Now they're back in power as as in a coalition.
0: Like, why, 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 be, by the way, you do realise there's a rift now in government which could cause an election, by the way. So you've got Fianna Gael, well hang on, you've got Leo Varadkar saying we've reached capacity, right? More or less saying Ireland is full, yeah. just a fancy way of saying it. And then you've Hall Martin on Red FM last week saying that under no circumstances will we stop taking people in. So you, you've now got that two people who are in rubbish. charge saying, this, saying completely the opposite things.
6: Rubbish. It's rubbish now. It's smoke and mirrors. That's all it is. 100% smokers. They're trying to play the people off for fools. You know, Leo bad, Mihal good. That's what they do. And in, in well, the they, did, well time, they did the
0: same during COVID as well, if you remember.
6: Exactly. And people fell for it. People fell for a hook, line and Niall. Because, Nile. and I will say this, the electorate are stupid. They're stupid. And if they, like, no. people think, sorry, I'm on a rant here. People actually think that Mary Lou is going to be the saviour. You you know, okay, she
0: well, they certainly are the worst opposition party that I've ever seen in the history of the state. Well, stay there for a second, James. Sorry, John. Not, well, Niall. Hang on, John, what Niall, are you trying Niall, to say?
2: No, can I get in there for a minute and just say one thing, because I don't want to be cutting across people. The fact of the matter is, the Irish people today need to put Leo Martin and Ryan out. They need to just say, oh, you're gone. Get the fuck out. Good luck. And that's it.
0: Yeah, but who, do, do, they, well, the episode, Europe, who do they put in and instead? that's the end of it. Who do they put in instead? We
2: need a bre- we need an Irish Brexit as well. We need we need out of Europe. And okay, John, them... you're
0: saying a lot of we needs, right? So we need to get Fianna Fail and Fianna Gael out. Is what you're saying to me? But who do you replace them with?
2: We need, a, we, with? need, a, we, need a, we need a new
0: election, Noel. Okay, now, way, okay, uh, wonderful. New... Okay, I agree with you. But who do you replace them with? Today you're not giving me the answers, John. You're telling me what we shouldn't do.
2: Okay, uh, people people will say there that, you know, Sinn Fein or this, that and the other. Okay, the fact of the matter is, would they Leo, Martin and Ryan put themselves into office today? Did it nobody put them in? Okay, so who okay, so
0: who are you going to vote for in the next election?
2: And I would go for maybe and I have to say this, I'm only saying this off the top, yeah. Sinn Fein and Aintu. That's pro who I would probably but why say. why would
0: you vote for Sinn Fein when they're saying exactly the same thing as the government? Which? Why would you vote for Sinn Féin when they're saying exactly the same thing as the government?
2: Now, the only thing about Sinn Féin is when they realise that the people have turned on the American right, then they might turn around and uh, bring in different policies. So maybe they might be liberals today, but they might be a little bit more right-wing tomorrow. Let me put it that way.
0: Yeah, and then when they get into power, they just change again. James, would you give Sinn Féin a vote? As then, for, well, hang on. James, would you no, give Sinn Féin no, a Niall,
2: vote? I'd-
6: I'd vote for the Stark Raving Loony Party before the fall, and I wouldn't vote for Ainscow actually because, and um, they were putting messages out last week around the Navan area after Pat Tobin banging on about COVID vaccine. You're saying, you know, ring this number if you need to be brought down for your booster shot. So, and um, I've lost respect for Pat Tobin and Aintu on that as well.
0: Well, there's some people. Well, there's some people want to get the vaccine. That's their choice too. You know what I mean? You know, and I, I,
6: I, absolutely, not If people want to get the vaccine, let get the vaccine. You had you going on about it, saying, oh, but this that, and the other, and suddenly the party is promoting it. So they jumped on board with it. So I certainly wouldn't vote for Sinn Fein because the thing about Mary Lou has, has so many splinters in her arse from sitting on the fence on absolutely everything. She has, they've offered no, zero opposition in the last four to five years on both COVID and now on this issue. And if, if anything, Niall, you see how we're a little Palestinian flag in Mary Lou in our bio. You know what I mean? She's like, "Yay, the Palestinians!" You know what I mean? Blah blah bleeding blah. But you know, but have you noticed Nile now? Right, that thanks to the Russians, COVID, the COVID disappeared overnight, and now thanks to Hamas and uh, Israel, uh, the Ukrainian
0: problem has disappeared. China
8: disappeared overnight.
0: Okay, but we'll stay there a second. Let me go to Gavin as well. Get well. Hang on, James. Hang on, James. Uh, Gavin, hi. How are you?
8: Things, Neil. How are you I, doing? I'm running in the,
2: Gualeo,
0: I'm running in the election. on that's your big right-wing extremist. You. Well, yeah. that, well, oh, no, you, well here know, you go. Noel, yes. Okay, so yeah. you you said Ireland was full, as I did, and many of the people did, uh, going back months ago. And you're a right-wing yep. extremist, and even possibly I a race, no, possibly I mean, a racist. As well. Shocking, is it? Shocking. No, no. Now no, Leo has said racist, the same thing. The problem, He's just right? used different words. It's, yeah. No, it,
8: exactly. Ireland's full, and and that's the simple fact of it. And now the government are saying it because they know that basic sense. You know, like, all we were, were normal everyday people that went to work everyday and was saying, like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, it's a joke. and It is late. It is too late. We need to shut the borders. We need to send everyone that was in illegal legal home. We need to be, like, hungry. You know, everybody turned on Victor Arban, and you, you know it yourself, Noel, like at the very start. And now they're all saying, maybe he was right. He was right. 100% he was right. He didn't let any in. You know, he put the safety and security of his people first and that's what Ireland should have been doing and we
9: didn't.
0: There was, a, there was a suggestion. I, I know Michal Martin mentioned that we never did any security checks or criminal background checks and people come from Ukraine. I have no idea why, by the way. We just assumed all Ukrainians were innocent people who had never committed a crime in their lives, uh, which was quite bizarre. Um, And we're more or less doing the same thing when it comes to people seeking international protection. And then if we do find out they're criminals, we hand them a deportation order and we never even insist they go home. Um, I Do you think it's too late? Do you think the damage is done now?
8: Absolutely, because I've seen things, like the government in the papers and stuff have admitted that there's, like, terrorist cells, like, you know, that have, like, funneling money and all through Ireland, like, we don't know who's here. Like, we don't know who's here. It's shocking. Like, we're not been letting in half the world here. We're letting in loads of people, and now we ripping her up. And as you said, it could be anyone. And what's this, because you think that they're going to be nice people. That they're going to be a great people to us. Not a hope. Like dangerous people are dangerous people. It, it's basic sense. When you tell your kids when they're going to school, don't talk to strangers. You you, you look like an Egypt. You trust a stranger, wouldn't you? Like you, know, you look at like, Well, I mean, you know, to
0: be to be fair, you know, the majority of people probably coming in are decent people. and just want to get a new life. I suppose that's all they want. The majority.
8: But should have a passport. You should you should have had documentation. We should have done background checks on these people. So my attitude is they should all be sent home and then anyway you'll have to reapply until we look into who you are. Uh,
0: Document- are you refer- you're referring to people seeking international protection?
8: Yeah, yeah. Okay, i okay so, so I what, what- no passport and documents?
0: What, what? are people who claim to be Ukrainian? Now we we all know, loads, by the way, but you
8: can't. But you can't claim that loads of people have pretended they're from Ukraine, that they're all doing that. That's the problem. You need to be sent back home and reapployed can Yeah, but you
0: can't. You can't send Ukrainians back home to a war. Well, they're not all Ukrainians. No, 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 I I understand that. But you, you, I mean, how do you deal with that situation when you've got 100,000 people claiming to be Ukrainian? And the majority probably are. But you've got maybe, I don't know, 15,000, 20,000 of those who are acting the fool, who are not actually Ukrainian at all. They're just jumping on the bandwagon. How do you decide who's who? You can't send them all home.
8: I'd send them all home. That's the reality. You you can't
0: send Ukrainian family back to a town that's been bombed.
8: The the reality of it is, now, is we let in thousands upon thousands of people, right? Without checking who they were, right? So families, women and children, of course are welcome here. But like, we let in, let you know yourself, we let in thousands upon thousands of men, right? And that's the reality of it. Well, 18
0: to 25 year olds, 40%, 47% were men. look, Look, that's
8: madness. We need to send them all home. Like, they all need to go home and they need to replay back uh, back through the proper channels. Like, the, the, the thing I'm annoyed about in my is it's about safety and security. And as a country, we should be able to keep our citizens safe.
0: And... Like, well, then the essentially what you're saying is the government have failed the people and they've been reckless. They
8: have. They have. They've failed everybody. And everybody... That, that man that was talking to... Uh, James. Uh, ...was right. Yeah, he's right. Everyone thinks maybe Leo McDonald is going to ride in on a big white horse and save the day. He's not. Like, and they two are the same. They're all the same. They all make these promises, that, and then you can see them in the background. They keep changing. It's the same policies, different suits. Do you know what I mean? And, and that's the that's the issue.
0: And, and okay, so when you say it's too late, I mean. We're incapable of enforcing deportation orders at the moment because yeah. the Garda Shea Khan seem incapable of it. So literally, in case people didn't know, the way it works is if you come to Ireland and claim asylum and you are a failed asylum seeker, i.e. you're not coming from a country where your life is in danger, etc, 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 and we prove that and we hand you a deportation order, nobody actually puts you on a plane and sends you home. You're told to make your own way home.
8: No, that's like that's it, the definition of insanity. Uh, how are you doing, pal? You have to go home. No, no, here, I look, at, here's a leopard. now. you go. You make your own way home and book a flight. <laughs> is, like,
0: here's the bus is, tickets. <laughs>
8: Yeah, you know what I mean? Get, like, your whole system, right down from the judicial system, right down to the system of the government, it's completely broken, and it needs to be fixed. And as you said, last year they were saying, oh, they're right, right-wing extremists, they're, they're far-right nationalists? they're this, they're that, and now they're doing it. And as you said, they, they say it in a different way, and everybody says no, it's not like you know, it's, it's just... Get it, and it's
0: electioneering. That's all it is. Where, where are all the, the the lefty arseholes that were all out in Fairview there during the year? You know, the rally saying all are welcome. Where are they today? I'm not too sure God. where are they.
7: That's hey? no,
0: They're they're all, they're all gone now. Are they? We'll, we'll stay there for a second. Let me just go to Sharon. Sharon, hi. How are you?
7: Hi, Neil. I'm great. Thanks. Uh, what do you think Let of the government? The you.
0: government's new plan, or well, a U-turn, I suppose, is probably the best word to describe it.
7: <clears throat> well, I think that. It could cause problems cutting it for some and having a two-tier system where some are on more and some are on less. I honestly think they just need to um, stop and say we're full for the moment until we figure things out. Because we take more than Germany, more than lots of other countries, and we're much smaller than those countries.
0: We have taken in per head you know? of population the most amount of refugees in time.
7: 17, isn't it? So, yes, yeah, yeah. 17 per... Is it a thousand, thousand people? I'm not I sure, but uh, people, in yeah. in Germany it's something like eleven or twelve something, and in other countries it's even less. So why are they not talking to Europe about that?
0: Well, according, you know? according to me, Hallmark, we have a legal obligation to continue taking people. Now, the best barristers in the countries have said that's completely untrue. That we don't have a legal yeah, obligation say, to keep doing it.
7: Yeah, yeah, because we have definitely taken our quota, and I'm I love people. I'm all for diversity. I'm all for different cultures. That need to look for a better life coming here. I'm not against that at all, but you know when. Well, I mean, when when when, well, hang on, Sharon. When you say you need to do something, when you
0: say you're all for diversity and people coming for a better life, you know, a lot of people want to go to different countries for a better life. And if you apply for a visa and you have a job, to go to most countries are quite welcoming, including America, Canada, Australia, and indeed Ireland as well. We do have an immigration system here, whereby if you want to come from America, Africa, or whatever part of the world. And you have a skill that we can, you know, that's valuable in this country, you can apply for a visa and come here. And and that's the way it does. But you can't, I can't just wander into America tomorrow or wander into Australia. I'll be put back on the first plane home again. But yet we seem to have had no border controls for the last two years to the delight of the likes of People Before Profit and other um, lefty parties that are out there. We've had no borders whatsoever. Anybody, and I mean anybody, you could be the world's biggest criminal and you can walk into Ireland. No questions asked.
7: Yeah. yeah. But the well, you, there is
0: questions asked, but you can just lie.
7: About that. Yeah, we need to be holding to them account. And another point, Niall, uh, my nephew is working as a, at the moment. He's earning something like, well, it's 850, something ridiculous, uh, as an apprentice. And there's nobody to do the work. A couple of people left to go back to their other countries. Because we're paying the social welfare we're paying, I don't know the people do they just not want to work anymore when they... You know.
0: Mm-hmm. Well Ireland, according to the, the figures that were out during the week, and when it comes to Ukrainians and when it comes to people seeking national protection, etc., Ireland is paying a lot more than every other European country. We're also treating yeah. people a lot better. I know I know we've had our own issues with people in fields and stuff, but we are treating people generally a lot better because we're putting people up in hotels and destroying our tourists. And in the... a lot of
7: them aren't working. Mm-hmm. They're not working.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I did notice, by the way, that uh, lovely place in Bray, you know, the aquatic centre, what do they call that place? Um, oh, yeah, the, you know where they have all the kind of sharks and the uh, the aquariums and everything. They're now in danger of closing down uh, because there's very little tourism in the area anymore. Most of the hotels in the area now don't have tourists in them anymore. Uh, unfortunately, they have refugees, and we've spoken to restaurants on numerous occasions, small restaurants up and down the country, and there's no tourists in the hotels anymore. There's to, and
7: I'll, another. Another point, sorry, another point I'd like to make, an important one, is a lot of our hotels now have half guests paying guests and half refugees or whatever, people who are being helped by the government. And how is that for our safety? You go stay a night in a hotel, you know, and you think you're safe you're with everybody else paying guests there to enjoy themselves and you're, you know, you've got this.
0: Okay, i got to take a quick break. Before I take the quick break, I've just been handed this. Look at this. This is, a, I know, if you're only watching a video, you can see this. This is a cake with um, 100 fabulous written on it and a little candle. Because I'll tell you why. This is, since we started, this is the 100th episode we've done. The 100th daily show that we've done. I'll blow that out. Make a wish that we make millions. Um, the 100th episode that we've done. I'll leave that there in camera view so we can see it. There you go. There you go. So it's the 100... Oh, that looks good there. The one hundred episode. Thank you to everybody for supporting us, by the way. I've got to take a quick break, and I'm going to come back. James, stay with me there for a second, and Gavin. Um, thank you, Sharon. And I'll come to Sean uh, in just two seconds. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut
7: up. But not anymore.
0: <laughs> because now he has his own live podcast. The Nile Boylan podcast. Ah, thank you to my beautiful wife for organizing that cake, that wonderful cake with our 100th episode on it. It's a lovely sponge gâteau, but that'll be demolished later on. Thank you as well um, to all three of us who do this every single day i'm sure you get messages from them on a regular basis and uh, by the way don't forget please do support the show go to our website niallboyland.com and support it um james and gavin stay with me for a second just let me go if i can to sean sean hi how are you
3: how are you guys? name's actually tom
0: oh tom is it
3: yeah, yeah 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 there's a bit of confusion it's all good though it's all
0: good okay it's all good tom go for it tom what do you want to say
3: Um, Well, I just basically agree with everyone else that's been talking so far. The country is completely full. I'm from Cork originally. I'm living in Galway now the last four years. I've seen the homeless crisis in two different counties and as much as I've been in Dublin over the years as well. We have a massive homeless crisis inside in this country. But we're taking literally any Tom, Dick and Harry from every other country with no papers, no documentation, no nothing. And we can't house our own. How does that make sense?
0: And it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, don't get me wrong. I do believe that we have a humanitarian obligation to try and help people who genuinely, whose lives are in danger, are coming from a war, if we can. And you I know, don't. You don't.
3: Unless they are ally, which they are not. They're not the EU. They're not NATO. They're nothing to do with us. And we're a neutral country. We shouldn't pick sides in any place. Well,
0: see, that's a bit of a myth. That, that that we're a neutral country thing is a myth. Because people say, oh, it's in our constitution. It's actually not. There's nowhere in the constitution that says we're neutral. That's
3: true. It's not in our constitution. We're
0: morally that's neutral. True. Morally neutral.
3: No, we stayed out of World War 2 We've remained a neutral country since. I think we should keep our nose out of other people's fights. Like I don't think we. I don't disagree
0: refueling. with you, by the way. I don't, I, don't, I
3: genuinely yeah, don't no, no, disagree I'm, with I'm you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm not arguing with you. I'm just making me point. Mm. Um, I also don't think that we should have been refueling jets during the Afghanistan war for George Bush. I don't think we should have been doing that crap at all. Sorry for the language. We shouldn't have been doing that stuff at all. Um, when it when it comes to involvement with any country, we just we should keep our noses clean, stay out of it.
0: <clears throat> and do okay. you, are, are you surprised? I. By the way, Tom, are you surprised to see you know the government changing its tactics? I mean. James and Gavin, who were on there a minute ago, you know, going back two months ago, they would have been right wing extremists. Now they're just saying the same thing as the government, except just using different words. The
3: government flip flop on everything all the time. All the time. When ever have the government done anything good in this country?
0: I was trying to think of something the other day, actually, but I couldn't just, at the top of my head, come out with something, to be honest. There with you.
3: you go. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, and I, I'm the type of person I like to break down words and what they mean. Take the word compliment, for example. To compliment is to compensate, and then ment is the Latin for mind. It's to compensate someone's mind. So it's a kind of a dirty trick. That's what compliments are, and you'll notice people full of compliments are the worst type of people to be around. They don't allow you to grow as a person. But government, government means control, and ment means what again? Mind. Exactly. So what are they there for?
0: Well, I well, I know I, I, I was the first person to tweet going back months ago that I believe the government were being reckless in what they've done. And I think I they are think reckless.
3: reckless. I don't think they're reckless. I think they know exactly what they're doing. And I think they're doing it on purpose. I don't think it's reckless. I think it's very professional. I just think it's evil.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, James, just coming back to you. I mean, do they really know what they're doing? Because... Why would any government? I know you said already they don't care because they're not going to run for election again, or they probably won't bother running, or you know, the next time around in the next election and go back to their old jobs and get a nice pension. But realistically, they still have to live in this country, James. Why would you do something that was damaging on purpose? You wouldn't,
6: um, no, they do know what they're doing, you know, they well know what they're doing, like, and as and the reason why they know well what they're doing because there's no consequences to their actions, as I said earlier, like, if, if they had to face criminal, criminal uh, actions for what they're doing because what they're actually doing is criminal. You know, I guarantee they wouldn't do it. Like every Criminal of, in what
0: respect? Do you believe putting people's lives in danger by, for example, allowing people into the country without doing background checks?
3: Yeah. Right,
6: I'm going to say this, now, and it'll probably get down like a lead balloon, but I'm going to say this anyway, right? The only time there will be national proper, well, mind you, maybe not actually, we had two gay men beheaded in Sligo by a Muslim, and I'm going to say the word, terrorist, because they found, do you know how quickly Finger that story disappeared off?
0: Well, it was in the, it was in the newspapers for one day because the man pleaded guilty, but what I found bizarre about that particular story was the guy, of Shia Khan, said that he wasn't radicalised. I yeah, said, are you guys for, are you guys for real? Was
6: that the case? He 300, no, He had 300,000 euro in his house. That's terrorist <laughs> that from? He knew exactly well what he was doing. And he beheaded two men. He had to two articles. And he had a list of
0: other people he wanted to also do it to because they were gay. And they said he wasn't radicalised?
8: No. Hell, um, I was on it when the day of sentence and I was in the of Delaney case. Right? So I listened to the victim impact statements. I listened to what he said, right? And they made it really clear that the man they were trying to say um he's against gay uh, he's against people that are homosexual Um, it's not in his religion okay this is a statement that was made but the detective said we've proof um to say otherwise he got a, a king act we won't say it on air obviously but let's say an act from another man done to him and his face went he went white when that was said other than that he was just start stared didn't care that was the only time he got a bit uh, upset um, but what this man did is clearly something where a terrorist would do. The, the way it was read out in court, he beheaded one of the men, he put it on the bed. It was graphic, it was guard he made two cry. It was like, it was horrifying, you know. And listening to the families read out the victim impact statement, even as a bloke, I would say we had enough, but I, I was crying when I was listening to it, you know. And that, th- this is the thing
0: that. Now, I, I, are- no, I, I want to be conscious of the fact that it is one case. Mind you, it's a horrible case. We've never had a case in the history of the state of somebody that went around beheading yeah. people. You know, so,
3: yeah.
0: but but no, it is just that, one individual, and that one, one yeah, but that, that one individual is not representative of the whole Muslim community. Can I just point that out?
8: Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. And and that, but that that that's where people are going with these things. So, in general, I was there. It was horrifying. I'm going to be there again on Tuesday for the um, puska one. But in, in general. What has what, happened in Ireland, the, what people are getting on the topic of what the damage is done. That lady made a good point. Our tourism section is gone. It's destroyed. It's gone. Pe- people are not going into the restaurants anymore. They're not going into the shops anymore. You go into old Street, but you go into town, now and the most that you will see, and I call it a spade a spade, is people with prime, penny spikes. You know, they're not really shopping as much as they used The tourists that come over, the few tourists, they'll buy a little bit, but the retail sales are down. You know, they're not they're not up, it's all mass, it's all you know they really, the figures. And Ireland is in for the real awakening. The West the whole West is we should be protecting our country protecting our cult- culture and heritage and we should be and safety of our citizens should be the number one priority of any government that should be just forced so you can't oh, you can't go to America medical oh, you have to do a Nazi farm when I go with my kids on holiday to America I need a passport to going to Amsterdam next month you have to have a passport wherever you go and it's mostly like, so you Nets- have to have a
0: passport to go to England there was a point where we were that was supposed to be not necessary or we've lost us now but we do have to have a, a passport to go to London, even I mean, Tom. When we talk about security of the state, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, people have saying that it's a, you know it's too late. The damage is done. Is the damage done, or is it fixable? I mean, what's the solution now?
3: I mean, I don't know if I have a solution personally, or if the damage is fully done. Because I, I, I don't know about you, but I Thank do you. know that things can always get worse. You know what I mean? So I mm. suppose it is fixable, but there's a long road ahead to fix everything. Like there's a very long road. Ahead. So, what
0: would you what would you do if you were in government now? Obviously, you would take the actions that they're now going to take, which is you know, if you're Ukrainian, for example, ninety days and you're on your own, uh, you can't be going home, otherwise you lose your accommodation. We're going to drop it from no, two twenty. More
3: blunt than that, and I'd say everyone who came in get out.
0: Well, you can't do that. Um,
3: you're asking me what I do. That's what I do.
0: But Tom, what what about a family? Say a mother and two children who've come from a town in Ukraine that has been blown. I don't bits. care.
3: I don't care. I can go and order McDonald's from anywhere in Ukraine and get it delivered to any hotel in Ukraine right now.
0: That's parts of Ukraine. Yes, the majority. And you and you are right. It's a very big country. It's the size of France. And the majority of it is safe.
3: There's, 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 there's tiny parts of Ukraine that dwarf Ireland in population. Can't they just move there? You know, somewhere that isn't being bombed. You know, they got billions and billions in aid from America. Can't they just spend that money instead of coming over here taking ours?
0: Okay, well, stay there for a second. Let me just go to Maliki. Maliki hi. We have to
3: look after ourselves. Good afternoon, afternoon,
0: Lyle. Okay, sorry. Maliki, I mean, the weekend has been interesting uh, when you've got the government now reiterating everything that all the right-wing racists have been saying for the last year.
9: Yeah, and the honourable thing that the government should do, considering now they're conceding that we were correct from last November, is that let them go to the people now and ask the people what they think of the destruction of this country that they've carried out for the past number of years. And you asked the question, why are they doing this? The loyalty of the political and NGO class is not to this country or this nation. They don't want any concept of independent nationhood that whether to this European federal state. It's not so long ago that me, Paul Martin, said that our our idea of sovereignty was an outdated um, concept and we need to move on from it. Yet. Ukraine suddenly has a right to protect its borders and to you know, have a nation state. Israel the same. So, either you have sovereignty, you have an independent state. And you make your own rules. I'm sick and tired of almost every piece of legislation that comes into this country comes from Strasbourg or Brussels or the European Union in general, and we have no say. All we're told to do is to implement it. And any time the Irish people have been asked, whether it's in Lisbon and and all the other referendums, whether they wanted greater European integration or greater European power, they have voted no twice and they have been told, get back and do the right thing. And we have, you know, if you look across the political landscape in this country and you look at all the the, the, the Twitter um, feeds of these people, nowhere in any of their biogs or their flags is a tricolor we have the ludicrous situation of a ukrainian flag flying outside the national parliament you know i i was in paris a couple of weeks ago i didn't see any flag other than the french or european flag i was in spain last week again the only flags flying were spanish and european flags no lgbt flags no ukrainian flags no palestinian flags nothing other than their own flag There is something, and those of us who claim to be Irish nationalists, it's almost a dirty word now. If I say I want a country where my children can have the best lifestyle possible, I'm somehow a right-wing bigot and a fascist. But it's okay for Johnny to come in from wherever and say he's from somewhere else and be put up in a hotel and drive up the price of housing in this country. You know, and we're told the left keep telling us, oh, immigration isn't to blame immigration and open border immigration is a huge contributing factor to the housing problem we have, to the health problem we have, to every other facet of of this nation. In fact, it's incredible that you can get citizenship in this country far quicker than you can get a driving license. You know, so, there's, there's something fundamentally wrong. Okay, okay, okay,
0: we, we, we all, we all know now, okay, we've established over the last half an hour what's wrong and we know what's wrong and the government have now admitted and essentially succeed, or they, they have uh, they've admitted now that they're wrong in what they've been saying over the last year, that there has to be a limit. So in other words, the 50,000 that they predict will come in over the next year or so, we have nowhere to put them. Leo Braga said we're at capacity. it's
9: that, okay. not actually what they're saying. What they're saying is much more nuanced than that. And I said to you last week, all O'Gorman is trying to do is shift the budget from his department, from a Green Party portfolio. And the Roman government is not over immigration. It's over whether Fianna Fáil will carry the Canberra or whether they can allow the guard continue to leave it with the Greens. And that's what this is. Okay, about. but do you
0: do you do you think after Leo Radkar said that the other day in the doll that Ireland is full. Well, he didn't use those words, but he said there's a capacity and we've reached that capacity. Do you believe they will turn around now this week or in the coming weeks and make some sort of an official announcement to say that they will no longer be allowing it, this kind of free-for-all open border system?
9: Well, hold on. They can make all the statements they want, right? The question is, will they shut the borders? Will they turn people away at no, the airports? No, they won't. And the answer, is, and I tell you quite clearly, they will not do that. Right? And look at the, the figures, and there's, there's an analysis out of the figures. Most people apply for asylum at the IPOS centre, at the immigration centre, not at the ports. So how are they coming in? Where are they coming from? You know, all of these things. And, you know, McIntyre said
0: something, Now oh, we're going to look at people's criminal records before they come in. So, okay, they just, they okay, okay, just to but clarify, that, that, that figure is 77% of people claim uh, asylum at the IPAS centre, which is the International Protection Office, and not at the airport. So then we can assume that 23% are coming through the ports. So the rest of them are probably coming from Northern Ireland, or they're just walking into the country pretending they're going to the holidays.
9: Yeah, I mean... <coughs> People need to be very clear on what asylum is, and we keep coming, there's no problem with people who apply to come here from India and other countries, and apply apply for a work visa and get it and come and work here and provide for themselves. That's not what this is about. It's not about immigration per se, but it's about the abuse of the asylum industry.
0: Well, we also have a situation where people come on student visas from other parts of the world, including Pakistan, India, and other parts of the world they're not actually students at all, but they come on student visas, and then once the student visas expire, they apply for asylum.
9: No, in in general, those people now don't apply for asylum. They apply for work visas and and things at at that stage and try and get... Well, I'm
0: I'm aware of two people who came here on student visas, uh, both from Pakistan, and are both now asylum seekers.
9: The, The bulk of them don't rely on... The problem is the welfare state. And last week, the government admitted, oh, well, maybe some people are coming in here because the benefits are higher. Do sure, we have been telling them that? <clears throat> and we were the lawyers. We were the, and the government needs to come out now and apologise to people like me and people like Gavin and other people that are on there who have been demonised in the media since last November and being called all of the names. And we weren't just called right-wing, we were called far-right. And there's not one of us yeah. that's even right-wing, I would suggest. And we have been, the people have lost their jobs. <clears throat> a, a, a labour TD in, in the north side of the city tweeted that an, an individual who runs a, a, a um, his own business in Fairview that people should and he tweeted a photograph of him and said people should boycott this man's business. Yeah, that is a disgraceful thing to say. Well, where
0: where are all but Malachi, I said to Gavin already? Where are all the, the kind of left wing you know agents that were out had their rally? Uh, going back a while ago, and to coincide with the East Wall protests, you know, the, with the ones with the signs that said, all are welcome. Where are they today when the government made an announcement last week basically saying all are not really welcome because we can't afford it? Where are they now?
9: Well, they'll be waiting for their instructions from their leaders as to what to say and what to do. And if you look at the, the big rallies they had, almost all of the people on those... Were NGOs. Right, yeah, in some form or another yeah, for the government. There's no such a thing, Niall, as an NGO in this country. They're all almost totally funded by the state.
0: So well, well, can, well, can I ask Gavin a question? Just sorry, Gavin, just on, in relation to what Maliki was talking about there, which is the land of milk and honey, and the fact that we pay out more money in this country than any other country when it comes to social protection for people who are refugees from Ukraine in particular. So what happens, Gavin, if the government turn around, and as Leo Varadkar suggested, we're going to have to revisit the amount of money we give, you know, after the 90-day period, they say, right, you're on your own, here's a 100 quid. You know, that's all you're getting now, because that's what they're paying in most countries. Here's a 100 quid. I mean, all that we're going to see then is poverty, because that's not going to pr- solve the problem, is it?
8: No, it's not. They need to be sent home, because yeah, really, if they start cutting them down with money, they'll just end up on the street with more um, tents and stuff. That That's what's going to happen. But like, like these companies, the NGOs, and I think you're helping home a lot of these folks on these people, They make that's how they have jobs going out helping these people. Mm-hmm. But the, the reality of this, this fact is Ireland has no room. I agree with Malagy 100%. You go into the city centre, all, all these people, the left wing, as you said, they're nowhere to be seen. They change the flags on the boy out to beat the band. There's no Irish flag anywhere, which should be the only flag shown in, in the city, especially on government buildings. It, it, it's the, the country, The would was an apology. But that's what I hear now, they are. They need to fix this problem. And to fix this problem, you have to do what Hungary does. You have to close your borders. You have to send home everyone that was an illegal. Now, it's just like it sounds bad, it sounds cruel, but that's not a problem. It was her in government, in government incompetence that caused this problem. And like Manikin like said, that what, what was done to that businessman, like these things are not a joke. These are they, people's lives were ruined. People trying to ruin people's lives over these things. That happened with a certain TJ Kenny over the south side. He did on another fella that was broken. And and they, they've done a they've done the businesswoman that that runs a dress shop down in um, the Malloy's Rouse, one of the I heard now on your show the best rice maker in the country. But that word against fascism page, that's tried the docs who and insult whole. There's a lot of stuff that went on that the newspapers and all, they just go along with what the government's line is. And they want to change their, their attitude because it's ruined people for no reason. People, as you said, that were just correct. The government now says that and they say it in a different way and all the lefties go quiet. They'll wait for Morby and Barrett and Mary Lou to give them some time to say, okay, come out and say this. This is what's wrong in this
0: country. Like, it's, it's not right. Okay, so- okay. Well, 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 hang on, because I have to go to a few more people. Maliki stayed with me there. Thank you, Gavin, by the way. Uh, let me go to, um, is I have to go to John next, isn't is it, I think. Or Maureen, I can't remember which one. Okay, I'll go to John first. John, John hi, how are you?
4: How are you, Niall? How are you doing? Great. Yeah, that Maliki is the sounds of tell telling the... My best wish is I ha- admire him and his stand down in East Wall, and uh, he's doing his bit for the country and the people.
0: Okay, but you wanted to say that the 90 days thing is not going to be a runner?
4: Uh, oh, yeah, the 90 day thing, I don't think so. Ridiculous. No, that's not going to happen. They're not going to chuck people out. Where did they put them? Or they just say, go and leave after 90 days. Well, no, no, they no, they'll have—they'll
0: be sending them down to the Department of Social Protection to put them on the housing list like anybody else. That's—that's that's the plan, allegedly.
4: The Housing list, the housing list is ten or ten years. Anybody I know that's on that list said they haven't moved up the list in ten years.
0: Yep. Yeah. yeah, well, that wouldn't surprise me. <laughs>
4: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, you know. I mean, the circus uh, isn't really going to come to an end. We'd love if it was, but. Uh, I don't believe they're going to be able to stop this influx. Even the Brits can't stop it. Nobody can stop it. I saw a, 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 an incredible... Why, when, when
0: you say nobody... Well, hang on a second. When you say nobody can stop it, the only resistance to stopping it... We are, here's the thing. We're in the best position probably in the world to stop it because we're an island. I mean, we water all around us. The only way you can get no. into this country is by boat or plane.
4: Yeah, but they're not stopping it. They're coming in on false, false passports or they're just walking up. Yeah, I but, the, but the only thing that's,
0: <laughs> the only that's stopping us from not stopping it are liberal people or liberal rules or liberal ideals. They're the only things that are not stopping it. Do you understand what I'm
4: saying? Absolutely. And dictates from Europe, from the EU, and the EU now is now in a total clusterfuck. There. Half of the countries are fighting the other half against this. Look, countries. The, the countries that are in the forefront of this uh, war are like places like Poland and um, Belarus and some other countries there. And I see uh, countries on the borders there of Europe that are uh, the big war fences and smoke bombs, tear gas. The thousands of these people are taking fences every day. And it, there's a little a, a war going on on <clears throat> the periphery of Europe, uh, on these countries that are in the forefront of the, the trying to stop them. But they just fly into the Ireland. They seem to get here on a plane. A lot of them don't know uh, it's the easiest way to come and just walk up to Mount Street. Uh, 77% of them, as, your, as the statistic was, yep. they just. Walk up to Mount Street and they step up and say, i I want
10: protection.
0: I want to cla- I, I want to claim asylum." Sit with John stay there, Malachi stay there? Because he needs to go to Maureen. He's waiting ages. Sorry, Maureen, keeping you. Oh
10: hi, Nile. How are you?
0: Yeah, how are you doing? Go ahead, Maureen. Oh, yes. Do you think it's too late, yes. Maureen? Is uh, the damage done?
10: Oh yeah, yeah, I do. I think it's too late. Talk about the horse ball thing. The whole stable yard has as a couple of donkeys and all after at this stage. <laughs> but I'll tell you, look, well, look. I was on the. I was looking up the. You know, I do on the United Nations website and following all the links and its representation here in Ireland, right? So now, since, to, to, um, since May, 81,000 Ukrainians have arrived in here, with 62,000 requiring emergency accommodation. What well, happened to the other 19,000? And, and from 2021 up to 2027, Ireland will benefit from over 66.9 million euros funding from the EU. So they're up there now deciding, oh, we're full, uh, look, for this, look for what they're not telling you, is what I'm always saying. By
0: the way, when, when you state the figure you stated there at the start, and I'll answer the question again for you. The, uh, so the figure you said that there was, uh, yes. the, the number of the Ukrainians committed to the country was 81,000. You mentioned that particular it was time. Well,
10: 81,000 from me. Yeah. yes.
0: Uh, and you said from that sixty-sixty. 60, how many thousand were?
10: 62,000 62, requiring emergency accommodation. So what happened to the other 19,000? Well,
0: I assume that our 19,000 are with the 63,000. In other words, they're probably children.
10: They've said it here, 81,000 arrived with over, with more than 62,000 requiring emergency accommodation. You see, that doesn't make sense.
0: No, well, I, the, only, the only sense I can make of that is that the, other, the rest would have been with the 63,000. Do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, Maybe they're children or elderly people who are going to be living with them.
10: But reading this okay. is not making sense to me, is it? Yeah. It's not making well, sense. No, the, but the, other,
0: the other argument as well is that many of those people who claim to be Ukrainians are not actually Ukrainian at all.
10: Yeah, no, they're not. But six, no. 6.9 million from 2021 up to 2027. Hmm. And we're not, you see, it's not just Ukrainians. Well, what about all these men that are coming to the country every day of the week, being bust here, there and everywhere? Wait, uh, is there any talk well, about that? was it 47%
0: things? of Ukrainians' aged between 18 and 26 years of age were men? That doesn't make any sense when, the, when we're, we're, we're told that men between 18 and 65 were meant to stay in Ukraine to fight the war. So yeah, that but no, it, it doesn't
10: you, make
4: any sense. Sorry, sorry, John. Would you stay in Ukraine if you were a young man at 25? Personally,
0: no, I wouldn't. But they're not not—they're not meant to be able to leave.
4: Like on the Russian border somewhere, I, I'd get out faster than... No, no, anywhere. absolutely.
0: I, I'm i not picking up a gun to fight for anybody. Uh, so, sorry, Maliki, do you make... Yes. Well, well, hang on, Maliki, do you make sense of that figure that Maureen just gave in relation to, you know, the 81,000, 63,000, they're looking for a marriage accommodation. What happened to the I
9: I think some of it may be people who are coming and staying with people who are already here, and others are staying with yeah. people, um, you know, in this rent a room business. But remember, what this is about is about money, and it's about a huge transfer of wealth to mainly American vulture funds. If you look at the ESB building alone, and then the. Op-
0: oh, we've lost him. Sorry, Maureen, are you still there? Oh, go ahead. About-
10: I was going to say as well, when we were saying that they were, oh sorry, when we were saying, I'll just hop in quick, that, that these people were actually going home. No, what sensible saying person goes on holiday to a war zone?
0: Well, they weren't obviously going on holiday to a war zone, they were going on holiday to a different part of Ukraine, I suppose.
10: Oh, well, They
9: were going back nice to where they sense. came from, which was not a war-torn part of Ukraine. The war in Ukraine is in a very small part of Ukraine, and there is no reason for anybody to actually leave Ukraine. And you raised the question of, of why young people would be leaving. I stayed in this country, as many of my, my friends did, and fought during the 30-year conflict in the North. To and, and as my parents did before my grandparents to create a nation here and create an Irish Republic. So, I, if I was Ukrainian, I would be staying in Ukraine to fight for my country. Likewise, if I was Russian, I'd be fighting for them.
0: Now, obviously, we can't compare what happened in the north to what's happened in Ukraine. Ukraine, obviously, there's a lot more lives being lost. There's a lot more dangerous situation. But to use the analogy, people did flee Northern Ireland during that time, the time of the troubles, but they just came down south or they went to Scotland. So they came down south, they went to Scotland, which means I don't believe it's necessary for the majority of people who are leaving Ukraine to leave Ukraine, because as we all know, that the majority of Ukraine is reasonably safe.
9: Well, let's just go back to that. The majority of people who left the north as, as refugees and came to the 26 counties, in particularly 1969 and 70, were by and large women and children who came from mainly from Belfast, where streets were being burnt out, and where there was loyalist pogroms, and the, the police, the B specials, and the police were burning out houses at the at the behest of the British government. And something somebody in, uh, somebody said there earlier about you know the time will come when somebody will blow up a bus in Dublin. Remember, in the nineteen seventies, the British government came into Dublin city centre, and Monaghan, and murdered over Turkey people. The biggest um, loss of life under conflict at that stage, and, and up till uh, Oma, was actually the biggest mm. loss of rights. And, and what did the Irish government do about that? They done nothing. So the Irish government will do nothing to protect its citizens because it doesn't believe that ordinary people who believe in an Irish nation should be protected.
0: Okay, Maliki. getting back to the, what we're talking about, and, and sorry, I was just saying to Maureen in a second, I need to come back to Maureen because obviously I need to let her say what she wants to say, but in relation to where we're at now... So what's the answer now? We all now know, including the government, that we've we've made a mistake. We've taken you know, on more than we can chew, essentially. So what's the answer? I mean, I've heard people saying, send them all home. You can't do that.
9: Well, hold on, now. a far cheaper option would be to go and rent a load of hotels in western Ukraine and send all the Ukrainians back there. That would be a far cheaper option and it would be far safer there. And we wouldn't have... If you even look at the stress that this... Is Putting on schools, we've been told for years we must reduce class sizes in order to give our children um, a better education. Now we have kids in school where English, never mind Irish, is not the predominant language. And you know we know with Everything that has happened right throughout this in this country and throughout the Western world that you don't. The rising ship doesn't bring everybody up everybody goes down to the lowest common denominator so if teachers have to spend more and more time teaching kids how to speak english that detracts from the education that our own native children are getting and that's just common sense but you're not allowed to say that
0: okay so your your answer would be in relation to ukrainian people it would be far cheaper, by the way, because of course we've seen the expose during the week when um, the the documents that came from the uh, the Iraqis, which were leaked by mistake, by the way, and I have them here, talked about the prices and the costs per month that hotels are being paid. I have them there. These are the documents and the list of all the hotels that were paid off. Some of them, up to a half a million a month, were being paid.
9: One point three million for the ESB building. One point three million
0: a month. Yeah, I'm looking at some of the there. That's a phenomenal amount
9: of money and yeah. no, Again, it shows how incompetent the government is and the, the um, civil administration in this country when that document was actually leaked by mistake yeah. to the one news agency mm. that would actually use it. If they did leaked it to the Irish Times, So we wouldn't have heard I, that I'm before. looking
0: here, the Grand Hotel Wicklow, uh, €400,520 for 31 days. 31 days? Yeah. For a month. Four hundred thousand.
9: And remember, you stay in the four seasons. The, <laughs> You'd fill the four
0: seasons for that kind of money. I mean, what are we doing think, with our money?
9: And remember, Nile, that since the economy collapsed in two thousand and eight, most of the hotels went into Nama and were purchased by investment funds who are outside of the country. The likes of Blackstone in America and all of these things, like the ESP building, while it's owned by Subtiff and that and his company, it's. They're agents for a far bigger investment fund. And this is about transferring the wealth of the Irish people into international investment funds.
0: I'm I'm looking at them there, by the way. The amount of them that are being paid over half a million is ridiculous. And that's per month, can I point out. Uh, Some of them paid as one, includes modular accommodation, another one there. Uh, Most of them are paid as one or 31 days, in other words, by the month. And if you're paying out that kind of money per month to that amount of hotels... I can only imagine what the bill must be like. Uh, sorry, Maureen. Go ahead.
10: Oh, no, no. I was talking about them going home there on, um, on holidays and that. Oh, yeah. But um, I watched them. Um, it, was, it was BBC just one morning. It was last week, I think. And in that part of Ukraine, in eastern Ukraine, um, Zelensky was actually sending in troops and telling the people that were left, There's a lot of people left there still, to get out. There are Ukrainians on camera saying, no, we're not leaving. This is our home. Mm. So what... what but he no, we're talking we're just sm- Yeah, terror.
0: but, 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 but you know, hold on. If your town has been attacked or bombed, you know, I, I would consider it unsafe. If I lived there, I wouldn't want to be staying there.
10: But, but Niall, if there's such a war going on there, why are we not hearing reports of what's going on in Ukraine? We're hearing nothing.
0: Well, we're hearing nothing at the moment because obviously Israel and, and uh, Palestine is what's well, we dominating been the news. No, we we did, yeah. we did okay. hear it for quite a while, and the media got kind of bored with it.
9: We, we didn't, well, we're actually. Then we're hearing you
7: look
9: at the No, if you look at the footage that we're getting from Israel and Palestine since, for the past two weeks, and compare that to all of the footage that we didn't get for the past year from Ukraine, there's something fundamentally... We're being misled somewhere on all of this.
10: Yeah, but, we are. Not
9: alone are people going back to Ukraine for... Um, Holidays. So we're going back for medical appointments because the health system in this country is so defunct and the one in Ukraine is obviously far better and you're not waiting as long for your appointments. So they're going back for their medical treatment and we're paying them to go back. We're actually probably paying for the, the flights for the holidays as we do do
0: with um, normal asylum. No, no I've, I've, seen, I've seen the stories, and, and you could call them anecdotal if you wanted. to, but the government now agrees, stories of people going home and getting their teeth done and dentists, because it's a lot cheaper to get it done over there uh, than get it done here. So, I mean, if it's safe enough to go home, you know, for a holiday for a week or for two weeks, and now the government's saying, well, according to the Daily Mail, that they're not allowed to go home for Christmas because they'll be over the three or four days or whatever it is and they lose their accommodation. But if it's safe enough, I, I mean, if a country was genuinely you know, at risk or you were at risk of your life? Why would you want to go there? You wouldn't. And by the way, if you want to Booking. dot com, you can happily book yourself a four or five bedroom uh, hotel in Ukraine for a nice holiday. And I'm looking at some of the videos there today in Kyiv, and the nightlife is bustling. Everything seems to be quite normal. Anyway, uh, let me go to Morris. Morris, hi. How are you? Happy now, night. How are you? Good, Morris. Well, the government have admitted they've well admitted they've made a mistake. When I they say they've made a mistake, they can't do any more. Uh, so, what's the answer now?
11: £40 a week on accommodation for people that want to fly home to a, a war zone for Christmas holidays. I think it's time we started lining up the planes at the Dublin airport and anybody that wants to go home can go home, stay home. And if there's any humanitarian life left in this country, if we can get any planes into Egypt and take the Palestinian people over here, people who would appreciate what it is to be dispossessed of their land like we were and to be colonised
0: and to be butchered. So what, you just want to replace one set of refugees with another set of refugees? One
11: of the ones... I, 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 put, I was one of the ones that said I'd take any Ukrainians in here rather than have them butchered. But now I'm working with Polish guys who are telling me every town along the border is being wrecked by drunken Ukrainians and they are getting messages, get over to Ireland, you get treble the money. Get over to Ireland, you'll get treble the money. And that's what's coming in now. Because the only people I think that came from a war zone in Ukraine was the city of Mariupol that was flattened and everybody else jumped on the bandwagon. But you're you're, so, t- you're, least, you you're, know, t-
0: you're telling me we are ta- we were taken advantage of by people, right? And you're saying, you know, replace them essentially with people from Palestine. There's a lot of people listening today who wouldn't want that either. I mind you, Leo Varadkar allegedly has ruled that one out. Why would you replace you one set of is, refugees with another set of refugees?
11: Because the Palestinian people wouldn't be ripping you off for trying to take advantage of you for monetary gain. They'd you think? You think? I think so, yeah, because I watched oh. the young um from town at the border up in Egypt with his father and his family. The Blanchestown family are trapped and they can't get out and they have Irish passports. And there's plenty of them like this. And there's English families trapped as well. And they have been butchered.
0: Mal- I- well, well, hang on, Maliki, do you believe we should be allowing Palestinian refugees now into our... Leo Radker said no, but should we?
9: No, I don't. You see, it's a capacity issue, now. It's not a humanitarian issue. We simply do not have the capacity to take in any more people. We don't have the capacity to take in the people we've already taken. Well, Morris is
0: saying line up the planes and send some Ukrainians back home who weren't from places where their lives were in danger and allow people from Palestine to come in.
9: Yeah, but that doesn't change our argument. Our argument is that the country hasn't the capacity to take in anybody else, to grow the population. If you sort out the housing problem, if you sort out the health system, if you sort out the education system, if you sort out all of the other issues that we have in this country, then you can increase the population. But you can't just bring people in and, you know, destroy the tourism industry. You know, they're already conceding that, you know, the country, the biggest, most of the tax comes from a small number of, um, American companies, basically, and that—that that is going to change. That's already reduced this year, and now we're—you know—that—that that will be gone in a couple of years. And we've destroyed yes, the tourism no. industry.
0: Yeah, sorry, Morris. What are you trying to say? There'd
11: be no. Yeah, oh,
0: well, hang on, Maliki. Hang on, Maliki. Go ahead, Morris. Sorry,
11: I was just listening to Maliki there, and it is very true. Like, you know, it will come down to capacity as well. But like, I mean, they we're already swamped, you know. i just thinking about morality. But like under freedom of information, somebody got information that a politician in the DAO who has hotels in a certain part of Ireland is making half a million, 554 thousand a month on accommodating Ukrainians. So it's a, it's, it's a boys' club, members' club. This is a politician now that everybody felt sorry for on the streets of Dublin. No, I know, I know. We all know the one you're talking somebody. about. Yeah, we all know the one you're talking exactly. about. Exactly. Yeah. But on the other side of his face, he's a businessman and he's making a happen. Well, of a million course, of course he is. Hour yeah, hour of course situation. he's a businessman. Yeah. I mean, yeah. the thing about it is, with, with, said, well, yeah, well, well, yeah. Well,
0: can I just say, with the greatest respect, Morris, if I had a hotel that was half full all year round and the department justice said to me, here you go, we'll fill your hotel for the whole year, but you need to give us all your rooms and we'll guarantee you a half a million a month or whatever it is that you're getting for your rooms, yeah. for 70 rooms. If I, was a, if I was a hotel owner, I'd happily take it. The problem is we shouldn't be making these offers. Yeah. We, we shouldn't and, We shouldn't and, be and in this me, position. I'm not going to blame the, the politician. Come, but the problem, you
9: no. Know, the I problem downline. people into
0: my hotel. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry, Maliki. Yeah. Yeah.
9: The, the problem with that is that, and and that's what has happened. And you, on one hand, you can't blame a hotelier, but a hotel is just one part of the tourist industry. If you take Killarney, you have all the coffee shops, the restaurants, the jerry drivers, mm. all of these people who rely on tourists coming in. If you just have hotels with asylum seekers or refugees in them then there are no tourists. So all of those people are then out of war. So therefore, the, the, the community is gone.
0: I know, well, I know. I mentioned earlier on that Sea Life in Bray now is on the verge of closing down because there's hardly any tourists in Bray because all the hotels are now full of refugees. Uh, and I don't know directly if that's the reason or just generally the tr- trade is not as good as it used to be. Let me just go to Frank as well. Frank, hi, how are you?
12: Hi, Niall. Thanks for bringing me on to the show today again.
0: No problem, Frank. What do you want to say?
12: No, um, you know, I, I agree with many of the points there um, that uh, your, your guests have come on and spoke about. Um, there's a couple of things I'd like to mention, you know, back in when we had the bailout and lost our sovereignty, and there was a, a, a kind of under the radar, uh, and that's uh, kind of, how could I say it, uh, Fianna Foy, in other words, joined what was called the ALDE party. Now, I don't know if you ever heard of that party at all in Europe
0: no i, I, uh, and I, you can I see that, i've heard the name all right but i don't know a huge amount about them
12: yeah you can see it on the, uh, the home page of the Fáil website right at the very bottom and um, linked to the aldi party and a manifesto that they have created and they're updating one for the year 2024 and basically i believe that um when, um, when i think it was maliki or gavin pepper said about um Michal Martin giving up, uh, just giving away your sovereignty, it's all come down to that. And we have really aligned ourselves with policies of the EU. Uh, and we are willing to take on a lot of these um, immigrants coming into the country. Um, we are definitely full. Uh, I think we should uh, deport all of those people who have come into the country, especially those who are unfettered we, and undocumented. Should,
0: I was going to say, should we pick and choose who we do, who we deport? I mean, you just don't deport everybody, do you?
12: Well, we need to get start with um, those people who are unvetted and undocumented. Well, you've um, firstly you've four
0: thousand deportation orders out there, and four thousand people who probably haven't left the country. That's a start.
12: Yeah, but they, they haven't left the country, so we need to kind of put them on a plane and put them somewhere. And mm-hmm. um, you know, even in the UK, like yeah, when you asked uh, one of the ladies there, um, "Is it too late?" And she felt it was. If you look at the UK, and um, there's a hold up on deportation. Uh, these asylum seekers or refugees to Rwanda and uh, Car, uh, Car, uh, what's his name um, Car Steimer, is this the Labour leader party
3: mm-hmm. there's
12: a rumour that he's going to be um, looking to have those uh, vacant rooms in people's homes to house immigrants and look at the population of the likes of Birmingham wow. and other cities around um, See, every every the time,
0: time they try to do something I mean, when you look at the UK as a good example every time Suella Braverman tries to actually do something for example the Rwanda plan Um, You know, you've got the liberal left and the NGOs will protest outside people's houses who are being removed to be sent to Rwanda, and the police are not allowed to do their job, or there's a high court injunction taken against sending them home. So unfortunately, they never get to send anybody home, so it hasn't really worked.
12: Yeah, and and that's the problem here with the NGOs. Yeah, sorry Maliki. Yes,
9: that's why we need politicians in power who are there for no longer than two terms, who are there because they believe in creating a better society. They're not career politicians. They're not people who, you know, are only concerned about what the NGOs tell them to do because they're, they're afraid to lose the Liberal voice vote. They're afraid. I mean, people like us, people like me and Gavin, and other people who stood out from last November to ridicule from the mass media and to, to you know, very dangerous things being said about us, which could have, you know, put our... our what let's say, would have reduced lesser men to walk away from this struggle and this battle. And we have been shown now we have changed the discourse in this country. We have changed the debate and points. We have changed it now that <clears throat> your program was one of the few that, you know, were prepared to actually allow a debate on this issue. Now, everything that we have said has been accepted. And it's not so, and you said earlier about antidotes and uh, uh, anecdotal kind of comments and that. The only difference, as I said before, between what we say and our accused of being far right and what becomes mainstream and they, they accept the accepted truth, because people by and large are sheep. People now believe we're right because Leo Varadkar has suddenly said that the place is full. Even though in their minds and in their hearts they knew we were right, but they were just afraid to stand up and say it. And that's why the next elections are the most important elections that we will ever face in this country, whether it's a general election that comes rapidly um, towards the end of this year even at Echo Press I doubt that'll happen um, you know Maureen Maureen made the point of I'm I telling
0: you the general election unless something radical happens mind you at the moment there's a bit of a rift between Leo and uh, Mihaw, but that's just a game they play a little dance they do every now and again I don't think the general election is going to happen in this country until maybe October next year or after the budget next year Maliki and Frank I've run out of time unfortunately thank you very much indeed both of you by the way uh, thank you as well by the way can I just say to my beautiful wife who got me this cake and the little hundred um, episodes, because of course, remember, it's a hundred episodes we have done now. And uh, thank you to my gorgeous wife who planned that. I didn't I didn't even know about it. But thank you as well to all three of us, by the way, who have worked really, really hard uh, over this last five months, is it five months now, um, uh, on the podcast. We don't make any money out of it. So we rely solely on your support, solely on your support. Don't forget, by the way, if you do sign up for a paid subscription, you've seen me drinking out of this here all day, you get one of these. Every day, randomly, we give away a mug. They're the new ones, by the way, the blue ones and the yellow. Do well, you like them? Nice, aren't they? We give away one of those every single day to anybody who signs up for a subscription plan on the website. It's $5.99 a month. It's the price of a pint of beer. And it helps us subscribe to the show to make sure that we can continue to provide, provide this platform for you because it is a platform for you. Remember, everybody who come on the air today is uncensored. We challenge people now and again, but you can say what you want. We don't have those same rules governing us like radio stations. So you can say what you want on the air, within reason, obviously. We don't obviously want you uh, to obviously defame anybody or anything like that. But you can say whatever you want and your opinion. In other words, free speech. We believe in free speech. So please go to our website and continue to support us to support free speech by going to the website and clicking on the subscription plan for five ninety nine a month, and that will support the show. And I really, really appreciate those of you who can do that. Don't forget, by the way, you can watch the show free of charge, just like you are doing now, or listen to it here on Twitter or Facebook, or indeed you can go to the website and listen to the live stream there. And now we've got that working as well. You can go there as well, com. There it is there. And there are the mugs. Well, those mugs look slightly different, but that's... <laughs> the Yeah, there. They have a white rim on them. Anyway, thank you very much indeed. And all I can say is, I agree with nearly everybody who come on the air today. And I've been saying it for years. I've been saying it for the last year and a half. I've been saying it actually since Ukrainians into the country in the first place. I was saying it before Ukrainians into the country in relation to people seeking international protection. That we need to be more careful how we do things. We need to limit numbers. We need to help the people who need to be helped. But we need to not help people who don't need to be helped. Economic migrants... Unfortunately, we can't help everybody. We can't be the answer to the the world's problems. I understand there are countries around this world where people are poor, people live in poverty, people have corrupt governments, but we're not the answer to all their problems. We can help. And as as a European Union, as part of the European Union, we should be helping to fund some of those countries and help get rid of those corrupt governments and make their lives better. But we can't be a stop off point or a dumping point for everybody in the world who wants a better life. Unfortunately, we're a small country with a small economy. It's a good economy, but it's a small economy. And likewise, when it came to Ukrainians, I said to every single politician on the air a year and a half ago, when we started this first of this journey, nearly two years ago. Now, actually, should we cap the numbers? Should we cap the numbers? Should we cap the numbers? And secretly, a lot of them off the record told me they should, but they were afraid to say that because of what their leaders would give out and say to them. They wanted to keep going. Leo and Michal wanted to keep going. Now, of course, Red Sea poll came out and said the population of the country don't agree that we're full. Essentially. And Leo Varalga comes out now and says, oh yeah, yes, we're kind of right all along. We've reached that capacity now. We've a capacity and we've reached it. But what are they going to do about that? Nothing, it seems, because Michal Martin has already insisted we will continue to let more people in. And what will happen next? Will we let people in from Palestine next as well? Is Ireland just going to be one of those countries where anybody who has a problem in the world can come to Ireland and it doesn't matter where you're from, if you've no documentation, you've a criminal record, we don't give a shit. You can wander around this country and do whatever you want. Well, I tell you now, we will regret this in years to come. We will regret the bad decisions we made. And I, I want to make it abundantly clear, I have no problem with diversity. It is wonderful to see people coming from all over the world, using the visa process, working in companies here in Ireland. And it is wonderful to see that diversity. And diversity is, can be can be a good thing for a country. But when you have uncontrolled mass immigration, then you have a problem. Because we have no idea who they are. You heard Michal Martin saying on BBC News that we weren't even vetting Ukrainians for criminal records. So why would we do that? Who cares if a rapist or a murderer comes to Ireland? Remember of course that a large percentage of those Ukrainians weren't even Ukrainians because they were liars. Because they said they were Ukrainians because we weren't checking anybody. Where's your passport? I didn't have it. When I fled the city where the bombs were going off, I left my passport behind. Oh, that's okay. Go ahead. Well, there, there, now. We'll find you a hotel, a five-star hotel, or a four-star hotel to stay in. And of course, small villages and towns all over Ireland have been decimated. The tourist industry has been decimated because something like 40% of hotels have been taken up with refugees, not American tourists, spending money. That's why we've spoken to restaurants whose business has been destroyed. Because no tourists are there anymore. The problem is only going to get worse. And these are the a-holes you are going to vote for in the next election. And I feel sorry for you as voters, because who, have you, who else have you got? What options have you got? If you don't vote for Fina Fáil, Fine Gael the Greens, who have you got? Sinn Féin? <laughs> as I keep saying, they're just a cheek of the same arse. Unless, of course, they make promises before the election. Oh, don't worry, we'll stop the immigration. We'll slow it down. We'll control it a bit better. We'll fix the housing crisis. But as soon as they get into power, they'll do exactly the same. And they'll F you over just like the other two parties will as well. Thank you very much indeed for listening to the show today. Don't forget, by the way, you can go to our podcast. It'll be uploaded in about an hour's time on the website nileboyland.com or listen to it free of charge. Don't forget on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and all the usual places. If you want to watch the video, you can go to our website. All you got to do is pay for a subscription there, okay? And you can do that. If you want to equally, by the way, you can pay for subscription on Twitter. We upload the video there every day. But I would suggest you do it on the website. It is better because you can go back over all the other videos and you can see them much easier than rather than scrolling all the way through Twitter. Our website is a good website, by the way. It has been admired by many in the website business. So please go to our website, Nileboyland.com. Once again, thank you to my wife for the wonderful cake, the Victoria Sponge. This is our 100th episode. And thank you very much indeed to all three of us who work hard on this show every single day to make sure that you have a show that gives you a voice. And thank you to everybody who downloads it, because I said already, our downloads have, gone, have surpassed Way what we imagined at this stage, by the way. We're only five months in. I can only imagine what it'll be like in a year's time. So thank you to everybody who got involved and who is involved. Everybody who comes on the air, everybody who texts who WhatsApps, Malachys and Gavins and everybody else, Maureens and everybody who gets involved. I'm sorry if I didn't mention all your names. Don't forget, by the way, you can tune in tonight as well uh, at nine o'clock because it's a bank holiday. We have a bit of time tonight. So at nine o'clock tonight, you can tune in. We will have another one uh, tonight at nine o'clock. Until then. I'll see you again tonight at 9. Take it easy. Have a good day. And I'll talk to you again tonight at 9 or tomorrow at 12. The multi-award winning Nile Boylan podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Nile Boylan podcast. They told me to
7: shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.